We're in it together, trusting the process, showing up for it all. And here's where we let it land. Welcome to another episode of Let It Land. I'm your host, Kat Inakai. This week continues my look at the storytellers during this time of massive change in 2020. And I'm excited to share this conversation I had in May with a friend of mine who happens to be a producer, director, writer, and a cult web series creator. This is a really interesting episode, not only because it dives headfirst into vulnerability and storytelling, but because it's also rooted in my past as an actor and producer as well, a time that I can't help but hope will resurface once my health journey as a mom with disabilities and multiple autoimmune diseases gets a little easier to manage. In fact, my guest and I talk about my potential return to screen as well. But before we get into all that, I'm going to take a moment to talk to you about something that supports me no matter how I'm feeling, and that's my Nixwear. Between my neuro and Crohn's symptoms causing incontinence, yay, and the super painful flares that come with managing my fibromyalgia, mixed connective tissue disease, arthritis, and more, I basically live in Nixwear. And it doesn't matter whether I'm on a set, in a meeting, or in full mom mode, these bras and underwear are there for me. They are super soft, they're seamless, supportive, leak-proof, and wire-free, which is a must with my pain levels. And I feel awesome in them, whether I'm doing physio or I'm completely dressed up. I even wore them at my wedding. So right now, I'm going to give $10 off your purchase. All you have to do is click on the special link in the notes and use the code NYX10 at checkout. Isn't that great? And now it is my pleasure to introduce my friend, the creator of the hit web series, The Fortnite, Corey Exenos. I'm so happy you're here, Corey. I'm so happy to be here. We met um, through Swerve, yes. right? And that's another kind of like really cool thing that, that happened. So essentially, uh, I produced um, and then also acted in a, a web series called Swerve. and. Um, Corey. You were amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. much. Um, But yeah, it's it's really interesting because I feel like the most important part of having done that was actually just to like meet you. (laughs) There's this sort of community that's so incredible too. Like just so So many friends and so many creative people. Oh my God. I love it. I loved it. I loved how many writers and filmmakers and storytellers naturally gravitated to one another with that project. And of course, you and I clicked. Um, and when I was in California a couple of years ago, you drove like two hours <laughs> basically to see me on July 4th. Totally worth it. <laughs> oh, it was so amazing. It was one of my, one of my most cherished memories. Um, it seems like a dream. Like I, I really feel like we just both dreamt that and, and showed up in a dream world. That's, that's how that felt to me. It was um, it was pretty intense. It was an amazing memory. Like it's just such a great one. And um and of course we talked about a lot of stuff, right? We talked about like writing. I had just gone through my my bizarre stroke like thing, which was oh so fun. Um but yeah, so we talked about lots of projects on the horizon, motivation. <laughs> I remember this conversation really clearly. Yeah. And yeah, I do because I remember, you know, we talked a lot about just like obstacles as well like how do you how do you get out of your own way to tell a story yeah because that's exactly where I was at 
at that point. And, um, that had been, that had been the whole obstacle for me all along. So I was finally at a point where I was like, okay, I'm going to take this head on. Like, how do we get around this? I've got to start making moves. So yeah, it was, it was a major obstacle point right there. (laughs) Yeah. But you, you navigated it. You did it, right? Like that's, and I want to ask you now, I remember you sent me, (laughs) you sent me, (laughs) you sent me the first episode. Yeah, I just saw it in my email, actually. I was looking to see if I'd missed an email from you, and I, I found that one. I was like, oh, my gosh. This and is when was, it was, like, was not that? even a thing yet. <laughs> it wasn't a thing yet, but it was su- super vibrant, even, like, when I was reading it. Like, I was like, wow. And that was that was soon after, right? Like, that was about – Really soon. Was, yeah. So it was, you know, and then all of a sudden, it just – for me, it felt like, like, literally – you sent me this thing and I was like, wow, this is really good. And then I love how you work because you just, all of a sudden, as soon as, as soon as you acknowledge that something is happening, it's like, you're just, it's, it's happening. <laughs> it's manifesting. It's like yeah. watching a printer. It's okay. It's all happening right now. There. Oh yeah. Okay. It's a thing now. <laughs> It's a thing. It really is. And I love how that works in, in creative projects too, right? Like it just feels, it feels different. It feels like you're like validating a huge part of your, your potential when like something like that starts to take root and tell me, I want you to, I want you to tell everyone listening, um, honestly about, about just like Peyton and Luca and how, and just sort of like how the story came to be without giving too much away, without giving too much away. Um, well, it's based on my life. So I am Peyton and, um, and Luca is based on a real life, uh, girl from my past from 10, 10 to 15 years ago. And it was always a story that I wanted to tell. So in, in Fortnite, um, there's the present day and then we see a lot of their, their flashback history uh, it's 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Um, so the, the past story, all of that is real. Um, all of that came from moments that happened with me and with her and with my two real life best friends. Um, so in, in the show, it's Victor and Isabel. Um, so those are exact occurrences that happened to me. It was one of those, one of those things that happens in your life where you're like, this, this has to become something, or I did this all for nothing. And so as a storyteller, in trying to find my, my voice and what my purpose was, um, I knew it had to be something personal, um, because I don't know how to just make a, a fictional story, it has to be rooted in my reality somehow. So this very much was so. And, um, so I always knew I wanted to tell that story about that girl and what I went through. Um, but I just, I was always too close to it. (laughs) I tried several times to write a script from, uh, from that, from that time, but it just, it hurt too much. Um, I hadn't dealt with it. Uh, and so I took a decade and then I felt far enough removed from it that I could really, um, refocus because part of 
that process isn't just telling my story, it's telling, you know, Luca's story also. And I just was never in a place where I felt like I could tell her story without being vindictive or, or just still being crushed by the choices she made versus the choices I made. Um, so I finally got to a point where I was like, okay, I can, I can tell this backstory, but how do I make it relevant to now? I don't, I don't just want to tell a story about college. There's nothing wrong with that, but I'm, I'm further ahead in my life that I I really want to root it in now and then, and then be able to look back, but show this kind of cyclical journey that we have where we, um, we face the same, the same events and things that we have before, but how do we approach them now with the knowledge that we've gained over 10 years? So how do I incorporate all of that into a story? And that's how the Fortnite was born. I absolutely love that kind of the, the, the sort of quantum jumping that lens of experience that kind of comes up and, and, and it really, you know, it's lovely because as you get to know the characters, or this is just my experience, as you get to know them, you you really do pick up on the uh, on their emotional states, you know, just by when you as an editor have chosen to kind of like go back that to that point, go back in right. time, come back. And it's really, it's just really, it's really subtle and it's really, really nice. And the acting is absolutely phenomenal. Thank you. I got really um, lucky. <laughs> I'm just blessed with the best cast, honestly. Um, yeah. they, they make it what it is. <laughs> I I really, a couple times, and like, and I, I the, the realism of the script, like the, I, I was like, I was just like, oh my gosh, is this, did she script everything? Like, how did she do this? Because it is so natural. Yeah. And, and I'm really into that. I'm really, I love, especially for web series, I find that um, really natural, that kind of, that really lovely kind of acting where it's, it's a lot of chemistry and it just feels very real. Um, it just translates so, so well on screen, you know, Thank you. so well. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that was the main thing for me in telling a story. Um, I just wanted to feel as real as possible to your own life. Um, I, I want characters that say things that you yourself would say. I, I want them to, to, to be able to mess up a line because we don't ever, we don't always say everything perfect. You know, that's, that's real life. I, um, I gave them a lot of freedom as actors to, um, to, to bring in what they felt the characters would do. I, I mean, I, I, I wrote, you know, I wrote all of it, but, but I said, you have, you have the creative liberties to, if you feel like this is a moment that should be improv, go ahead and do it. Um, if it, if we feel it didn't work after the take, we'll do another. Um, so there is a lot of, there are a lot of moments that, um, I really let them play with who they are as characters, especially, um, you know, Victor and Isabel, a lot of their lines are improv, but they knew, the characters, they had done the work. They knew um, what I wanted to see from those, from those characters. And so they just brought brilliance to it. Um, And Alexandra, um, who plays Peyton, she's just um, 
completely the best at being natural and just um, taking the moment and making it so much more. And she knows, you know, when we want to let those moments breathe. Um, and so I told her, I mean, this, this wouldn't have happened if she wasn't going to play Peyton. I just knew she was the only one I trusted to, um, to show this part of my life and, and to play me. And she knows me well enough that she knows what makes me tick. And she knows, you know, the, the things about myself that I don't want to show, but she knows how to, to show them. And, um, it's a really crazy thing to watch someone playing yourself and realize how much they've picked on, picked up on about, about you. But, um, but that's how I knew it was real. I'm like, yes, these are the things I do. These are the walls that I put up. These, these, these are very human qualities and, and this feels real. And that's how I knew we, we kind of had something special. It was like, ah, I, I feel like I'm right back in these moments. I feel like I'm sitting with my best friends again. This is, this, this is something real. And so, and then I brought in Rachel Rogers to play Luca and um, she, I, I met her randomly um, at a at a convention at Clexicon, and I I knew that was my Luca. I'd been searching for someone to play this character for a for a long time for a decade. You know, if I never found the right Luca, this isn't a story that would have been told. Um, but I saw her and instantly knew that's my Luca. But I didn't even know if she was an actor, so that was the craziest part. And then. Um, I got to talking to her and she said she was an actor. She mostly did theater, but I really love actors who have a theater background because I feel like they bring um, this different essence to, to the screen. Um, they've got a different understanding of the work and the words and not that there's anything wrong with film actors. I, I love both, but there's something special about theater actors. Oh, there's yeah. just this thing that they have that you can't, you can't, it's just there. You just know what it's there. People command words differently. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I, I was able to bring her in and she's just, she just makes Luca so natural and, um, and then you put all of them together and it's just like, man, this just feels so real to me. Um, so yeah, that, that was part of the, the storytelling aspect for me. If I'm not making it real, what am I doing? Um, and that's the beauty of, of doing a web series is that you have full control over that and you can make it really what you want to. Um, you don't have anyone over your head saying, no, they that's not, we want them to do this. Okay. Well, we have to ham it up a little bit. Wow. You're not playing to a marketing thing. You're not mm -hmm. playing to, to numbers, you know, which exactly. is, it is so freeing to do that. And you know, it's actually, it's funny because as you were talking, I was thinking that, you know, when you're, when you're making this stuff, like I love being on set. I love that feeling of like actively storytelling, like when you're really in it and you're, yeah. you're right there, but there's also that vulnerability, you know, that feeling of being vulnerable and like, you're kind of like really raw while you're there. And then I'm just thinking to have, to watch somebody else playing <laughs> you while you're already in this super vulnerable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know, the things that you see them feeling on screen, it wasn't just the actors feeling that 
in the moment. It was all of us feeling it in the room because they knew I'm reliving this thing that I've already gone through and hopefully dealt with in in the past decade, but they're going through it and I'm going through it again with them. And I think it made this really special environment. And for most of it, it was just the three of us. I didn't have a crew. (laughs) So it was just us being in this space with this intimate story and, and just feeling everything that, that came with it. Um, so, you know, a lot of times after a take, we're sitting there like, wow, we just went through this thing. And I'm like, okay, let me get my wits about me again. Let me get my heart back in place. And like, okay, let's, yeah, man, that was beautiful. That was, that's a kind of storytelling you can't get everywhere. All right, let's move on to the next one. Let's go through something else together now. Um, So it was just really special. That's where my head is watching every episode, you know, where (laughs) I feel like I'm experiencing something with them. Like I feel like I'm allowed in on something. And what I, what I also loved so much is that you effortlessly uh, talk about so many different relationships. You Mm -hmm. talk about so many different uh, like aspects of humanity, you know, in different situations that, it's just so lovely. You know, I know you and I have often talked about like, just like how representation matters, like it really, really matters. And how, you know, uh, throwing it back to Swerve, how I know that it was important um, for us to to position ourselves as like an LGBTQ series mm-hmm. um, at the time. But also, we talked so much about mental health. And I know about chronic illness, too, like my character and that was about chronic health. So obviously it rang true for me as well. I totally know what you mean about that weird vulnerable, you know, am I playing reality or a role or what is this or, you know, (laughs) but the whole thing, but the fact that, you know, it it all comes back down to that. I, that, that kind of connecting with somebody on a screen whose story is being told because it's so relatable because it's you and that rep, that moment of representation where you're like, feeling honored that somebody is bringing a story to light, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm not queer, but like, I'm, I'm really looking at this story through this lens of just so much like open identification. It's so beautiful the way you've, you've written everybody's different stories and the the variety of emotion and like I've also followed some of the stuff on Twitter. Like I haven't jumped in, obviously. <laughs> the conversations that, you know, but you, you have, see it. You see it there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've seen I've <laughs> seen, it's pretty shocking. Like it how do you deal with this as a filmmaker, as somebody who's telling a story? Um, and is as especially not just a story. This is not something like you've crafted, you know, fictitiously, as you said. This is something that like is based on actual events that really affected you. And then to hear um, people who might not who might not agree with the way you've represented characters in in the queer community, mm-hmm. it's terrifying, honestly, um, because there's obviously the need and desire to represent this group of people and do it accurately, but it's also terrifying because everyone has their own experience and everyone has their own story 
And I don't ever want anyone watching to think this is the only way to be this because she told the story that way. If I don't identify or line up with that, that version of this type of character, then I guess that's not me. I didn't ever want anyone to feel like that. And there's always the risk. And because I'm not, um, specifically targeting one, you know, say lesbians, maybe because I'm not specifically targeting them. There was the fear that because I haven't pinpointed anything, am I doing something wrong? But for me, it's about, we're telling a story about humans. It's about how life is messy and how relationships don't always, they can't always be defined and labels, you know, work for some because it makes them take ownership of who they are. But for some, they don't feel like they fit in any of the categories that have been defined. So it was really scary for me to tell something that was so open and, um, you know, that you can't always put a label on because we live in a world where we like to put things in boxes and we like to put labels on them and make it nice and pretty. And it isn't always that. And so not knowing what the audience would be like or who would be watching or if anyone would watch, um, it was a little bit scary to be like, okay, you know what, I'm just going to do it this way because I feel this is the best way to, to tell what I'm telling and, um, include the people that I, that I, that I feel aren't, aren't being represented. Um, and it, it is doing something different than what I've seen before, but that's, that's what I have to do. You know, that's just the path that I have to take. Um, and it's scary to do something different. So, uh, so yeah, the, the good news is the feedback has been incredible. Um, people are, people are saying I've, I've never felt this represented before. And that's just, that's incredible. Yeah. Taking that risk was worth it because there's so many people out there reaching out saying I've never felt this scene. Um, it doesn't matter what their label is. They're saying, this is just a story about the human connection. And, and I feel that. And a lot of the viewers, um, we had a big discussion about, you know, is this a lesbian story? Is this a queer story? A lot of viewers came forward and said, you know, I'm, I'm straight, but I identify with this. It was never oh, no. to me that it was a queer story. It was just like, man, I, I had a person like Luca. Yeah. It may have been a guy, but like, I had that same experience. Um, and so that, I think that touched me even more that, um, that, you know, straight people were coming forward and saying like, this touched me in a way I didn't expect. And, um, this, uh, I, I'm all for it. That was just like, wow, I expected the queer audience to, to find something in themselves, but get, but the straight audience. I wasn't even, it's not like I was catering to anyone, you know, it just, it happened. Really what I, what I felt too, is just that you were speaking to humanity. Like you really were like, this is, this could be, this is just a story about this relationship. You know what I mean? And, and it is the story and it can be any, anybody can, can be kind of like in either role. Mm -hmm. And I felt very similar. I felt, what was really interesting for me is that I was, I've been looking at Peyton and just being like, oh my gosh, this is so me. Like, I feel like so, like there's so many 
you know, and, and especially some of the way that she's like stops and like kind of goes over what she did mm-hmm. and like revisits her, her own behavior. And then there's something really subtle that I really love, um, which I don't see in any other, um, in any other series, really. There is this, this sensitivity to being, how do I say it? Like to being chosen, to being that special person in the relationship and the fragility of that moment, that, that fragile, like one, you know, one action can dislodge that feeling that is so important in every relationship, you know? And and I, I have not been able to, I haven't seen that in anywhere except in the Fortnite. That's seriously. Thank you. Um, it's quite amazing. Um, you know, I see like, you know, you see, you've seen jealousy play out, you see, but it's all very like, you know, red velvet and high stakes drama. And you know what I mean? Like, and you're just like, what? Okay. But this is, this is just so you're, it's, it's amazing. It's really amazing. And I can't believe I only have what two episodes left now. Yeah. You, you have two that you haven't seen and then we have one more next week. Next week. So next week is your final finale. Yeah. Yeah, oh. I know. <laughs> it's an episode arc. Yeah. And, um. Wow. And and making waves, so many waves. Like I just, I'm so thrilled for you. We're just going to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe wherever you're listening to us so you don't miss an episode and follow us on Instagram at let it land podcast for guest bios, giveaways, and more. And also remember you can save $10 off your next Nixware purchase by using the special link in the notes and entering the code Nix10 at checkout. Okay, let's get back to Corey. And your your views are crazy. You've got like an insane amount of views. Yeah, we're just about to hit the three million mark. What? I, I don't even know what that number means. <laughs> I, I guess like of course, like part of me is just like, yeah, well, of course, because it's Corey and, and it's good. And and then part of me is just like, this number is staggering. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like I didn't even expect that you know a thousand people would watch um and then and then it's like three million like what does that even mean I've never I haven't even met three million people in my life like like what that's just insane (laughs) this is you know and I have to say though like do you think yeah because it came out you mean you started before quarantine before all this stuff yeah do you think that it came I mean not that you planned it this way, but like, seriously, this was, this has been the perfect sort of sitting duck audience, which is absolutely (laughs) (laughs) it was perfect timing. I of course didn't plan it, but, um, I think it helped so much. Um, but the, and especially because, okay, so these two girls are stuck in this cabin because of a huge storm in LA and people, some of the viewers were like, did you, are you making this now? Like, uh, did you, are you filming this currently? Did you write this because of quarantine? I'm like, no, no, no. We filmed this last year. This just was timing that I, I couldn't have scripted. You know, it just came at the right time. 
when people are looking for content. So we, we happen to be there. And um, the cool thing for us, uh, not so much for others, uh, the other queer creators that were that were putting out content, they were ready to film more. So they couldn't actually film. So they didn't have anything to put out. So we were kind of the only one producing new content weekly, um, which I think helped us a lot. Um, but it was also nice to, to hear the feedback that people were like, this is getting me through this really dark time. I don't know what I would do if I didn't have this to look forward to. And this is, this is just like saving me. Um, which was cool to do that for someone else because that's how I felt about Swerve because it came at a time where we were going through our presidential election and it was a really dark time for us as Americans. And I was really, I was devastated. I'm not even a political person. I don't really focus on politics ever, but, but I knew the state of where we were and where we would go if, if, if Trump got elected and that did happen and Swerve came out that week, the election week. Oh my God. And so, yeah. So a lot of us that were joining the conversation, we were like, God, this is like a bright spot in this really dark time for us. We don't know what we would do if we didn't have this show, but also, you know, it was an LGBT show. And so it was like, okay, now we have an added layer that we, that we need to see. We're feeling seen in a time where our country is headed to a place where we might not be seen. And so, so that's what I loved so much about Swerve was that it became this, this bright spot for all of us. And I was like, I want to do that for someone someday. And then quarantine happens. (laughs) And so it was just like, okay, like I've been given the chance to be this thing for people. So what an incredible opportunity. Um, So yeah, it it just was timing. That's what it was. (laughs) I love that. And I also love too how, because for me sitting here, even with my kids running around, driving me crazy, like, you know, (laughs) As I told you before, like this, this is the this is the I think the second episode where I'm not in the closet, right? In the closet doing this podcast, like I'm I'm taking a chance, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be a screaming kid or something right. any, any minute, but it doesn't matter. I still have the time. I still have the emotional time, regardless of how crazy the house is right now, to be nostalgic and to really reflect on mm-hmm. things like past relationships or, you know, you have those aha moments because you're introspective and you're like, oh, I just noticed this about my child or my partner and like, right. oh, that's because I this. And so there's a lot of like gelling that's been happening. And that's something else that I noticed just watching the Fortnite because I was, I, I'm like, oh, that same nostalgia, that feeling, that lens. Yeah. That is really, that's very familiar to me right now. <laughs> it's yeah. like you don't have time to do anything else because you can't do anything else. So here right. you are. And that's exactly, you know, what this time at the cabin in the show is. It's like, okay, you can't leave. So here you are. Deal with your emotions. Um, what else are you going to do? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, do me a favor. Tell me a little bit. How can you tell me? Is there anything else happening with these amazing characters? Yeah, everybody Ooh. wants to know if there's another season. And I will. This is what I can tell you. So the Fortnite is it's it's a small aspect of a larger world. 
obviously I know these characters very well. So I've built it so that they live in a larger universe and they all have these incredible backstories. So the way that it was supposed to happen is I was going to tell another aspect of the story, Peyton's backstory from five years ago when she started going to therapy um, because she was dealing with this um, relationship that she had just gotten out of. She was engaged, which she mentions in the second episode. And um, it's about that whole time period where she's getting out of this thing. And in therapy, she's been talking about times in her past where she saw red flags, but she ignored them. And she relates this relationship she's getting out of to her time with Luca. Um, because that was the, the one relationship in her life that like, just was everything, you know? And so that story was supposed to be told first, but because of the timing of Rachel's schedule, um, she, she was planning to go to the police academy. She's actually, she's graduated. She's a state trooper now for Illinois. <laughs> so that's incredible. That's <laughs> uh, it does, it does make me panic a little because I'm like, you're my, you're my Luca, Rachel, please, like, please be okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there was this whole other aspect um, that I had planned on telling. It was just the time with Rachel. Um, it, it happened that I needed to tell that story first. So I did craft the whole script so that it lined up with, you know, the, the other story I wanted to tell. So that is something that is, is coming. I mean, that's something that's always been in the works. I already have that script plotted out. Um, and it's just a matter of sitting down to write it. Um, a lot of the viewers are asking, you know, is it, is it coming soon though? Like, I, I want to know, is this thing happening? Well, now we're in quarantine. So the beauty of me being able to put out Fortnite was that I had all the footage. I just needed the time to edit it. And so I, I got that, but, um, but now, you know, we don't have anything filmed. So it's a matter of when do we get back to that part of reality where we can make that stuff happen. But yeah, I definitely have the ideas. All of the actors are on board and they are really excited about um, wanting to tell more of the story and dive more into their characters because, uh, you know, you get glimpses of the Victor and Isabel characters, but there's, you see who they are now, but there's so much that's happened to them in their own, in their own stories. And for me, you know, people can see the Fortnite as a story about Peyton, but really it's a story about all of them. And it isn't just a story about, um, Peyton and Luca and, and these two falling in love. Like she has this whole world with Victor and Isabel that, you know, Luca was on the outskirts of, but then came into. And so, um, there's so much, there's just so much to tell there. And, you know, Isabel seems like this really well put together, mom now who's just owning her life but she made a lot of bad decisions in her past also and so there's a lot to dive into there and we um yeah there's just so much to tell so I do have I do have more um it's just a matter of when when can we get to a point where we can make that <laughs>
Do you think that, um, that filmmaking, that this kind of, that this quarantine, that physical distancing is going to have a kind of a prolonged effect on how we, we make, um, content from now on? Cause I, yeah. I, I will say <laughs> if you ever need uh, somebody who's like on a zoom call, um, <laughs> I promise you I would be available to you as an actor and I I, fulfilled, I will fulfill that. <laughs> well, listen, you were supposed to be in the Fortnite. You were supposed to be Casey. Yeah. Or, yeah. And or because she has a sister who's a therapist, which is who That's we like see. In pa- yeah, you were going to be the therapist. Okay. I was going to try to make it so that you were both. You were just twins. So you could play two characters. Oh my god! I would have wanted that so bad. Well, you were going through so many things, and I was just like, I know that the timing is off, and so me putting the other one on the back burner and and focusing on the Fortnite, I was like, okay, well, you know, that will be good for Cat also because if she's at a point where she can play this character, then then I'll be ready for that. But um, but it was like okay, so I have to find a Casey. And I went through 99 people to find a Casey. That was the hardest search for me. Um, But I found her and I love her. And so I was like, okay, if it, if it happens this way, do you, you want to play the sister also? And she was down for that. Um, So I wrote it in, you know, that she has the sister who's a therapist, but, um, but yeah, you were supposed to, you, you could have been, could have been Casey. It just didn't work that way. But, um, trust me, I, you're, yeah, you're always at the forefront of my mind. (laughs) I want to get you in this. (laughs) Really creative now. Right. Like, and that's the other thing too, with like accessibility becomes a lot more, you know, for zoom, zoom filming. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, that's like a a part of the story is like, they're always like FaceTiming and, and however they can connect. Um, that's what they, that's what they'll do. But now that everybody's been zooming in quarantine, it's even that much more realistic for my audience because they're like, yeah, you know what? We zoomed all the time. And so if I incorporate that, that's not going to be like, oh, this is, this is fictional. That would never happen. It is so on point and it is so relevant and I love it. I I just love it. And I also love how they're not together. Like everybody yeah. is, you know what I mean? Except in, in, in the memories, you know, like everyone's right. kind of those party scenes or whatever. It's just like, yeah. oh, this so this is so my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, okay. and that's, that's reality. Like when you, you have a best friend in college who you're with all the time and you start to lead your own lives and go your separate ways, but you still maintain your friendship. You have to figure out how do we cultivate that and how do we keep this going? And, you know, for my real life, Isabel, um, you know, texting was a thing for us. And then we have um, Marco Polo, uh, this app that lets us, you know, video chat, but it's just, like leaving messages for each other. And then you, you watch it when you're, when you have time, when you're available. And so like video chat is our thing now and um, it just works for our schedule. So it was like, yeah, me incorporating this into the story is like very real for us. And that's how we are 1500 miles apart, but we still act like we see each other every day because we do. So I love that. that. We're going to do some takeaway. We're going to do a little bit of, of stuff here because 
I know I'm already inspired. Like seriously, when I see something that's, when I see something take off and I know, I know it's an idea and I can see it manifest. And, and especially now, like so many people are being, as we said, like, just like, it feels daunting because you're in quarantine, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, what would you give um, in terms of advice to creatives sitting there chomping at the bit to create something right now? I think the most important thing that I learned is that it's li- it just literally starts with you taking a step, whatever step that has to be. Because, yeah, we can sit here and say, I have this idea. I can envision an end goal, but how do I get from here to there? So I think it's just about making small goals for yourself. Um, that's, I mean, that's, that's what got me going. I did um, a meditation session with Winnie, with Winnie Clark. And that's what like was the, like got the ball rolling for me. I don't know. I just did this like 30 minute session with her and I had sent her like this email of, okay, these this is my past. This is what got me to this point. Here's where I want to go. I want to make these things. I want to tell these stories, but I feel stuck. I feel like I don't know how to get there. It just seems so impossible to me as a person who doesn't have any connections to filmmakers, doesn't have a studio behind me. How do I just, how do I start this? And I did this incredible session with her and it was just about goal setting. And it, it just sounds like such a like, Oh, goal setting, of course, but no, just writing down small things that are going to help you get to the next step. For me, it was like, I don't know how to get to a point where I put this on paper and it sticks. I don't know how to finish it on paper. That was, that was really what I found was hindering me. So it was about, okay, so, so write your ideas down, outline if, if you need to write, write the conversations down that these characters are having, just start small. And then eventually you build to having a script and then, and then go from there. So once I got the script, the rest was a little bit easier for me um, to, it was just like, that was my obstacle um, getting that script And especially because I don't feel like a writer because I don't, I don't enjoy the writing process. I enjoy all of the other parts of it. Um, But I knew there was no way to tell this story unless I did it um, because it would never, no one, no one else could do it justice because it isn't their, it isn't their story. Um, So I also didn't want to write because it's dealing with, you know, my own imperfections and my own, um, flaws and my own mistakes that I did make or didn't make. And, um, it's just, but it was also a catharsis to be able to do that. So I think the most important thing is like setting those small goals. Look, look at what you feel is really stopping you, but fuel it with the inspiration that you're feeling to make something in this time where nothing else is happening. Um, but just make those small goals. But you really have to focus in on what's what's stopping you. What do you feel the obstacles are, and then and then tackle those. And then I think it just it becomes a lot easier to get to the end goal. You're right. Once you identify those goals, and you um, you are objective enough to kind of say these are my these are my hurdles, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then with those out of the way, you you kind of 
like it's just a heck of a lot easier to, to just commit to any medium. So I love that. And I also love that you talk to Winnie. Winnie is another one of my favorite people. She's so amazing. Yeah, Another Swerve alum. Yay. Yeah. Um, but yes, I would like people to support you and follow you and go and watch the Fortnite series. Um, and I know that you are also selling merch and a whole bunch of yeah. stuff like that. What is the best website? Like, what's the best way for them to follow you? Um, Twitter is where I live practically. Mm -hmm. Um, so if that works for people, uh, my Twitter is at Corey X one eight two. Um, also Fortnite web is, um, the Twitter handle for that, but we also have a Facebook and an Instagram and, um, YouTube is where the Fortnite lives. Um, it's actually my name backwards. Iraq Sonex Productions. <laughs> um, so that's where the Fortnite lives. But if you honestly, if you just type the Fortnite into YouTube, it will show up. Oh yeah, um, it's it's, <laughs> it's the it's first thing now. Better. Yeah, it, it took us a little while to compete with you know Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. but we're getting there now. So we're we're pretty easy to to find. Oh, I am so, so proud of you. And I'm so, so glad that that you did this and that this is sort of just the beginning. What I'd like to think is the beginning of yeah. finding out even more of these rich stories. And um, are you going to come back later and give me some yeah. updates? Give us some updates and maybe we can talk to. more shop. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so, so glad. Corey, it was so amazing to catch up. And it's been awesome. Um, Yes, we're going to have to do it again soon. Everybody, please go check out the Fortnite series. Um, it's an incredible, incredible web series. You're, you're just, you're, your brain will be blown. Um, and it was the perfect quarantine show to watch, uh, as Corey said. Um, Corey Exenos. You got it. In the studio. Thank you so much. And thank you for letting it land with me. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I always love talking to Corey whenever I can. And as a writer, her advice really rang true with me to just start small and bit by bit build that narrative, that script, that story until it's right there in front of you. Of course, fans of the Fortnite series, you'll be thrilled to know that a Fortnite convention is being planned for 2021. So you can stay up to date on that by following Corey and the Fortnite series on Twitter at CoreyX182 and at Fortnite Web. Of course, I'll have those links for you along with a YouTube link to the entire playlist of the Fortnite series in the notes. Remember to follow us at Let It Land Podcast on Instagram and subscribe, follow, comment, rate us wherever you are. Always love to hear your feedback. Until next time, keep listening. I'm your host, Kat Inakai, letting it land.